0: That right. <sighs> I'm so hungry.
1: Forgot uh, we haven't eaten today. <laughs> we'll get some food for
0: Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure, you're for sure, for sure. You have a. Whole, I mean, like, ooh, there you go. All of the places that you don't normally get to eat. This is when you get to eat them. <laughs> I know it's weird being south again. Is it? Not really you miss it my work style so hang on topic podcast talk oh sorry hit record it's recording. oh it's recording. oh shit <laughs> there you go that's how we introduce this third season just like that <laughs> 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 um so what do you miss when you come back uh hmm. well, that took a really long time and you opened your beer. So now we have
2: talk oh, it. Fuck. <laughs> no, I have that sound, oh, oh, that sound effect.
0: Oh <laughs> damn it, I was hoping to be like, I got I don't know open how this works one. anymore. <laughs> Just like this. This is how it works. Uh I don't know. I don't really miss, miss it. Miss it. Yeah.
1: It's like when I come down here, I'm like, oh cool. I yeah, used to go here. You're like, oh. Yeah. But we um we lived further south so slaughter been right slaughter was the
0: overpass that you guys the apartment was on
1: yeah like right before you're out of austin yeah yeah i don't i don't miss it the traffic
2: i don't miss it either like i my commute is long but i prefer living up north i think
1: yeah we're northeast now
0: are you look at how the tables have turned i know right cheers i've missed you Cheers. Missed
1: you.
2: Look
0: at this, B.O.B. Back at it. Welcome back. Season three. (laughs) This is your girl. Sorry, that was cheating because I had a mouthful of beer. I'm
1: trying to introduce myself. This is Ashley.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, And that is... (laughs) (laughs) Sal, Sally, Sal Jack, all of the things. That interrupts. Slowly getting back into the groove. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we were a little rusty. It's like riding a bike, but clearly on a ride bikes. So you don't even know
1: what that means.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. So I can't really. Just say like that. riding a bike. How is that, Sally? I don't know. I don't <laughs> ride bikes. So fuck. What? Why not? Have you told me why you don't ride bikes? Yeah, when I was so when I was nine years old, I was racing this girl. Clearly, uh, riding <laughs> bicycles, and I hit a hole pothole in the road. And uh hit my head on a rock, got a concussion. Did you fly? Nope. I just oh. boom, and then fell <laughs> over. <laughs> and then hit the point of a rock on my <sighs> temple. Yeah. That's the last thing I remember. Shit. And I remember the coming to and being in, in a shower in the shower and my mom being there and she's like getting me out and telling me off. And she's like <laughs> Hello. Do you know this is like all before concussion protocol? No, five Thank years you. later. NFL was happening. She <laughs> she's like, welcome. It's 2021. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Just joking. Um, but no, I like woke up. And then ever since then, I have not been on a bicycle. Damn. Yeah. I, ran I was into a nine house. years old. <laughs> well, and you've gotten back on a bike. I mean, that uh, says something.
1: Yeah. I started at the top of a hill. I realized that. Although I had learned how to ride a bike, I did not learn how to use the brakes. Kind of important. Yeah. And Handlebar so back then, brakes yeah, are yeah, like No, no, no. no back. Yeah, you got... And Rrr. when you're going down a hill, it's
0: not like you could just be like... oh no, so, that you're sliding for at least yeah, 20 I was, feet. I, was,
1: I ran into a mud box, and then I ran into a house, brick house.
0: <laughs> Dang.
1: <laughs> I still have the scars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly it took people me could probably say am um, as... I am fucked up and have the tendencies I have because I hit my head on a rock.
1: Yeah, traumatized. <laughs> yeah.
0: That bitch is crazy. Yeah, she hit her head on a rock. <laughs> That's what happened. That, that explains why <laughs> Sal
1: is the way she is. It explains so much. Yeah.
2: Wait, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had a bike accident too. Like, I was racing my cousin Monique where she was running and I was riding a bike and then she... We were you trying to see who was fastest? Yeah. And she got... <laughs> Closer and
1: closer to me, and then she finally hit me, and just
2: like
1: she ran into I, you. Yeah, <sighs> sabotage. I
2: rolled, like I flew over my handlebars.
1: Oh, you shit. flew! I didn't ride a bike for a couple see? Weeks. Like yeah, a, he doesn't really yeah. like riding a bike. I don't like, like him. It's just an easy, quick way to get where you're
0: going. No, there's a lot of work that goes into riding a bike. Unless a that bitch is motorized, I'm not getting on it. Okay, have you tried one of those scooters? No, i have not. <laughs> I, I will say that when we were out and about for South By, there were scooters, zoom, zoom, zooming around you, right? And then I would see somebody on one random scooter where they were sitting, and then I would see a motorized bike. And I'd be like, I, I could probably, I could get on that one. I could do that. I could gauge in my core mm-hmm. and be lazy at the same time, but <laughs> you still have to have your core engaged while you're on that yeah. shit, right? You'd be like,
1: because otherwise your back is like killing you because you're like, well, hunched yeah, you're over. Tip over. I mean,
0: you, I don't, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed in front of public at a stoplight and <laughs> tip over. I don't want to get hit, tip by and a car. Killed. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't look for. Bike. I am all about public transportation in this town. I do like Uber and Lyft and rideshare. I, I can't get on a scooter they make me i'm not a good stable i'm like whoa 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 Balance. i'm the whoa 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 girl <laughs> <Balance>. <laughs> <laughs> i've been drinking it's all no i just opt out can't
1: did do you it. see the um i think you showed me mike where somebody had put some stickers on a bunch of those scooters and said that they were clap at- activated As a joke, yeah, during South by, so people were
0: walking up, really, and like clapping them,
1: (laughs) like waiting for them to start. Oh my god, that's
0: kind of fucked up, but hilarious. I fucking hate those scooters. They're everywhere. They're
1: everywhere, and you never see people like trying to get somewhere. They're just
0: they're zooming zooming around, zooming around, kind of like what Beatrix is doing (laughs) outside. She just zooms around. (laughs) She has no point A to point B. She just zooms around.
1: was like, oh, a motorized scooter.
0: Yeah. There was one left in the neighborhood for at least a couple of weeks, just parked, not next to the curb, probably about five feet off of the curb. And I was like, somebody's going to hit that damn thing (laughs) or hit their car. It's going to cause damage. It's going to be a thing. And then I listened to KTX, right? So they're like, oh, UT just implemented rules for you guys who have scooters or use scooters. And they're like, we're putting speed limits on it. You can't, you can't have a, you can only have a max speed of
1: I don't know. How don't fast quote me
0: like <laughs> I don't know, fourteen miles an hour, maybe. I don't know how fast <laughs> they go. Um but U T finally is like we are implementing rules and regulations on where you can send them, where they can go, how fast you can go on them. See, now I'm for scooters. Like scooters' rights. <laughs> what about scooters' rights? Don't what about you them? Rules
1: and regulations. Well,
0: here's the thing, and this is what we were just talking about in the podcast with Tim, is the city isn't prepared for these things that they yeah. launch or they bring in to the city, and then they're like, oh, we should probably write rules yeah. and regulations on them. Because if we somebody gets probably... hit by
1: one of those things, the city is like has to clean up their body well,
0: and stuff. <laughs> I think already two people or three people have already been killed by them. Oh, no. Yeah. Like people on scooters, people, cars, people hit them downtown. There was already a hit and run and somebody died. And it's like, who's responsible? Is the Uber driver responsible? Is the guy on the scooter responsible? I mean, it's like a whole it raises all these questions that nobody ever really, I don't think thinks through. I don't know. Don't ask but They're me. everywhere.
1: And I know they're other everywhere. people hate them because they're like, knock them over. They're always, like, knocked, knocked, knocked over, over, like, three or four in a line, like...
0: Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> yeah, it's like dominoes. Well, and it's like, respect the sidewalk. If if you're going to be on a scooter, use the bike lane. Or if you're going to... I don't know what the rules are. If they can even be on the sidewalk. Mm. I have no idea what the rules are. I don't use they them. They just showed
1: up out of nowhere, I feel like. They did. Like. It's
0: like an infiltration of scooters. Oh. So they're going to replace
1: all our cars with scooters and...
0: Well, I can tell you, I'm not driving from South Austin to North Austin on a fucking scooter. It's not happening. But it's efficient. It's not happening. (laughs) Next month is Earth Month. Well, it's not happening. So I should probably work from home. (laughs) FYI, employer. (laughs) We'll see how well that works out. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. So,
1: hiatus. We've been...
0: My God, how long has it been?
1: Um, I think our last episode was August, so... What the fuck? Six months, six
0: good months. We've been preparing. I've been like. on vacation in Mexico. <laughs> Everybody. A couple times. <laughs> I took a long <laughs> vacation. That's what I did. What's new? Uh, life. Work is still work. <laughs> I'm still at the same job. I still got my kid. I did buy him a car. <laughs> he's six. I still have my kid. <laughs> he's still around. <laughs> Hashtag 16. Still have a kid. Everybody who has kids is like, sh- we can relate at 16. Still having a kid. You have them, but they're not there. Right. Because <laughs> they're yeah, driving. I mean, he's driving. Around. I bought him a 2002 Impala. Holla. Everybody <laughs> who's old school know that song. Pussy wagon. That's right. I did. And everybody's like... <sighs> ashtrays in the front ashtrays in the back he's pimping out i don't even know what's happening but i can reflect back being 16 and being like i did these i mean i had a car just like that and put the bass on the max and (laughs) thought i was the coolest fucking shit what kind of music did you play uh r&b and rap music (laughs) and that's exactly what he's playing which is hilarious because he's goes to private christian school so it's like, you don't you even... You need to put them hymns on. No.
1: <laughs> put them hymns on. On
0: baseball, f- full throttle. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't even yes. know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on loop. <laughs> Grace. Like, how does that even them go? The strings. Yes, girl. No. Mm-mm. But it's funny to watch him grow up. And he... Uh, so last weekend, I was home and... Uh, I was like, I'm going to search your car. And his (laughs) face went completely white as a ghost. And he was like, well, why? And I go, because at any given moment, I can search your car. I own that car. It's my car. (laughs) And he's like, well, fine. Here's the key. But anything that's in that car is from the previous owner. It's not mine. Uh, And I uh, just uh, laughed and uh, laughed and and (laughs) laughed. And I was like, no. first of all, my son, I love you. <laughs> I will always start the sentence off with my son, I love you. <laughs> but you cannot nah. bullshit a bullshitter. Any lie you've told, I've already, already told, told it. it better. To the hundredth degree. Like I even, I there's a book that is about me <laughs> on the lies that I told to my parents and got away with. <laughs> As my parents probably shake their head in Mm, disappointment, mm, mm. but he's like, "Fine, fine, you can go right now." I was like, "No, no, I'll wait till daylight. Not wasting my phone juice out there with my flashlight on, searching through your car." Did you find anything? No, girl. I didn't even search the car. It's the principle of it. Put the fear in them. Yeah, it's the fear. It's like at any time. I mean, I have a tracking device on him. He does not know I have a tracking <laughs> device on him. He does know. <laughs> my dad made him fit. Like, my dad busted him on how much gas he uses and where he's going. He's like, well, I I have already gone. I just go to from school and to home. And my dad's like, well, how many tanks of gas is that? I can How many miles of gallon do you get? Like, the math. You cannot argue with math, Tony mm-hmm. Templeton. And <laughs> <laughs> he gets busted, and my dad's like, See, that's where you—that's where you fuck yourself. Don't ever give numbers to somebody who's gonna no. put the logistics to it.
1: Especially when you just check the mileage,
0: like right, <laughs> right. Versus sixteen year old. That's what I'm Aww, saying. Like you cannot so bullshit cute. a bullshitter. Love. Like stop Aww. talking. Just I love you. Be honest. He dropped me off at Buffalo Wild Wings last weekend. <laughs> Got your <a> DD. <laughs> yeah, I do have me a DD, and it was. Fab. I'm like, oh, mom could get used to this. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Anyways, he's good. Live is good. I don't, it just is awesome. what it always is. You. Um, There's a lot that's going on with you. Uh, started, well, I finished
1: school. Yes. Yeah. Huge. I'm trying to think. Like, I finished school. I finally am working in the field that I studied. Um,
0: and people who don't know this is new for you.
1: Yeah. Your um, field is, um, esthetician. Yes. So a skin doctor,
0: thank God. I'm Not really
1: one. a doctor. I can't call myself a doctor. That's a dermatologist. All the, all the <laughs> doctors are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I finished dermatology school in nine months, guys. You can do it too. <laughs> no, um, facials, waxing. I know all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm starting a new job. This coming month. Woo!
0: Yeah. Cheers. Yes, Exciting. let's cheers to cheers. that. Cheers.
1: Nice. Uh, I chopped all my hair off. Yeah, you did. Uh, we moved norther. Well, no, not norther. Just like more east. West. West. I don't know <laughs> directions. I don't know. Uh, never eat soggy waffles. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> what? The Are never just- never eat soggy waffles. Oh, yeah, North, yeah, yeah. South, mm-hmm. east west. Yeah. What are those things called? Mnemo- mnemonics?
0: Sure. Um, you had me at waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm like, are we getting waffles after this,
1: guys? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty life as well. Just busy trying to get back into the groove of not having to be in school and working at the same time. Yeah, that was and really hard. But I'm still busy as
0: hell. Like, Well, Yeah. I mean, it's just life, mm-hmm. right? So that's why we took a hiatus, guys. We, it was life. And we're back. We're back, bitches. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited for season three. We've got some great stuff lined up for you. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to get back into it. You have to tilt the glass, Ash. Or you're going to get ahead. What are you drinking over there? What's happening? <laughs> How many years have we been doing this, love? Can y'all hear that? Um. Today,
1: this sounds like a session.
0: <laughs> session. Everybody <laughs> says it differently. I say session. Some people say session. It, everybody says something different.
3: It's session. It's just this is their Mexican lager, so they oh they uh, put
0: a they put an yeah so on. a Mexican
1: style lager. And it is by Full Cell Brewing out of Oregon. Very delicious. Look at that. Thank you, Sally.
0: And the can is festive. Yeah. It's um,
1: kind of like a Dos Equis on crack, kind of.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: It's like a better Dos Equis. Sorry, Dos Equis.
0: Would you add a lime? I know. I like a good Dos Equis dress. Yeah, I kind of would love a lime and some salt. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have that. I mean, I do have it, but I don't want to fucking get up. But could you drink it out of the can without a lime and out, out of... Oh,
1: of course. Yeah. It's really so good.
0: Skunkie. Mm-mm. No. Nice. Good to yeah, know. We're going to really pass good. that around. <laughs> clearly, everybody. And what are you drinking, ma'am? Um, The Session Premium Lager from the same company. It's just not the Mexican Lager.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's uh, 5.1 ABV. What's your ABV? This one's 4.5. Oh, yeah. lightweight. lightweight. <laughs>
3: No, I'm just weak.
0: Week sauce. Weak. No, it's fine. Like I really like this one. It's not heavy. mm Um It kinda reminds me of maybe a bach or a ziegen mm-hmm. Bach, but not the the This is the gonna sound stupid. Yeah, but the Bach on the back of mm-hmm. it. Like it's more of like a pilsner, like you can just drink it and drink it, and drink mm-hmm. it. It's like a marathon beer. It's pretty good. Yeah. What are you drinking? Mike? Mikey, Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you because I've not had that beer. I don't even know what it is.
3: No, I say this. Draft.
0: Draft. Uh-huh. draft, 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 Works.
1: Draft works.
3: Draft Pineapple Express Tropical IPA. Ooh, is
1: it good? Missoula. Is that Montana? Montana. Wow. Ooh. Is that MT? Montana.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Girl. There's so many M's. Brewed in Montana. Oh. 7.2 percent. What does Montana know about Pineapple I know. Express? And what about, what do they know about brewing beer? Like, I didn't even know a beer was coming out of Montana. Is it ref, like light, refreshing? Uh,
2: it's it's kind
0: of heavy. Uh, IPA. What's the ABV on it? Oh, yeah. Okay. 7.2. Holy Ooh. shit. Well, you're going to be one and done I know. On that one. How about that?
1: Oh, goodness. We had a really great time sitting down with Tim at St. Elmo. Um, so that's coming up. St. Omo is located in South Austin, right around the corner from um, South Congress kind of area where yeah. 71
0: meets 35.
1: So y'all definitely check them out.
0: They're in the yard, yes, right? which With is the winery booming. and still whiskey Austin. It's crazy over mm-hmm. there,
1: and a bunch of other little
0: creative spots, coffee shop. It's great. I love mm-hmm. that place.
1: Yeah, and they um they have sparkling water
0: and
1: sodas they got coffee over there food trucks yeah definitely family friendly all in one um so check them out we have a giveaway as well but stick around through the interview and you will
0: hear the special
1: hashtag um yeah we
0: are we're gonna make you bitches work for <laughs> it.
1: so um once you listen through listen for the hashtag and you can repost on instagram or facebook even twitter we are on twitter um yeah, just put are. that hashtag in there and you'll be entered to win some cool gifts from say Elmo. so stick around for the interview it is coming up
0: yeah we're excited we've got some great stuff coming up you for season three um, Ash, it's always good to see you. I of missed course. you. Of
1: course. Missed you. miss all you guys. Yes. So stay tuned. So we're here at St. Elmo
0: uh, with Tim. Thanks
3: for coming. Thank yeah. You for us. Yeah. Of course. Thank
0: you. This is um, the brewery that's part of the yard, St. Elmo. Um, cool. There's tons of other places on this yard as well. Mm-hmm. How did you guys get
3: here? How'd we get here? Um, good question. Um, by car.
2: <laughs> stupid answer. Nope.
3: where is this? No, this was, so my partner Brian Winslow and I, we first met each other at uh, Austin Beer Works. We both worked up there. Um, and, uh, you know, as you do, just like working in close proximity to other people, you talk about everything, um, uh, but of course working at breweries we talk a lot about beer and like too much talk too much about, about beer, but um, Brian and I both were home brewers and Brian was unique, he was one of the only people that I know who continued home brewing after working at a in a professional capacity at a brewery, uh, usually once you do that, you get a real job at a brewery, you have access to all of them.
2: All the beers All the fun stuff (laughs) Yeah Right
3: But Brian kind of kept on honing his ideas for different beers and stuff like that So working at Austin Beer Works we just got along really well And and, uh, you know Brian proposed the idea of starting a a small brew pub Uh, Predominantly the the goal was to do it in South Austin Uh, So obviously that's where we are now The yard is right off of St. Elmo Road We're south of Ben White Um, And I don't know Five years ago, this whole area south of Ben White, even like south of Torf here in Austin, was kind of a. It was pretty dry. There weren't bars. Like industrial. Industrial, yeah. yeah, yeah. No hangout places. No hangout places. Yeah, not even not even restaurants really, um, and uh, and so that looked to us like a ripe, untapped market. Um, there was Independence and 512, oddly yep. enough, who were the, we are closest proximity to right now. Uh, but this was also, like, 512 doesn't have a tasting room. No. we
0: used to just sit on the concrete. Yeah. 95 degrees in the blazing sun. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's, like, even more factory than... Sorry,
0: 512.
3: Than the other factory places. Yeah. But, you know, flip side is you can... They're, like, one of the largest breweries in Austin. But, yeah. Uh, and then Independence does have, like, their tasting room, but it is... Again, kind of like that older model where it's like a factory that, where they just put, like, put picnic tables into the, in the parking lot. So we wanted our space to be a little bit more customer-focused, like a little bit more comfortable. Um, and so when we were looking around, you know, the city of Austin, there are only certain pockets where you can actually find spaces that are zoned properly or at least have the proper infrastructure to build a brewery. And this was, this was one of them. It was a complete pile of garbage. Yes. Literally, I could probably show you a photo. Um, this actual building was a non-profit scrapyard. Yep. Scrapyard. Um, I, I probably if I develop cancer later in my life, it's because I spent so much time here <laughs> early on. We know why. <laughs> it, it was awful. Um, but anyway, so we met, uh, talked about opening a brew pub scouted a couple of different places and got to meet the people who were redeveloping these this stretch of buildings and they were really cool. They were looking to create essentially like what we call nowadays like a maker space, a place where a bunch of different people were making unique things. So it's like, you know, as you know now there's we're here, there's a whiskey distillery, there's a winery, uh, there's like two or three different fabricators, whether they're working with wood or metal, yeah. and all sorts of, you know, screen printers, all sorts of things. So, creative. Creative, yeah, yeah exactly. So, were you guys one of the first
1: ones in the
3: Yeah, there are a few tenants that were, uh, they actually worked with the previous landlord, so they had been here for, you know, uh, two or three more years than we were here. Um, but in terms of like, Trying to bring regular folks to come and hang out here, they're not coming necessarily to like bid on a job or something oh, yeah. like that. You know, they're they're coming to like hang out with their friends and family and stuff. But we're we were the first ones to open up um, and try to get people coming in to drink beer and have some food. So that was a struggle, by the way. <laughs> you guys are
1: kind of like in the cut. In the back and yeah. But once
3: you get over here, it's hard to say, Deep There's in there, so yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and hey, be- before all these other people were open, uh, it was like we we got so many phone calls when we were like the only business open, yeah. where people would like drive their car halfway down the driveway, down right. the parking lot, and they'd call and be like, "I have no idea where you guys are." <laughs> And we we're like, where are you? And they'd tell us, and we'd be like, just keep going. All the we way down. promise, we're here. Okay. <laughs> you'll you'll see. There's an oasis of beer. So. And so, so from yeah.
0: start to finish, you and Brian, John down ideas, hanging out, from that point until day one open, cut the red tape.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What? How long was the process?
3: That was. It was. Um, like literally the first. Like, hey, we should open up a ocean. Oh, sh- um, blah blah. We should open up a brewery. That was in June of 2014. Wow! And then our like soft open was early November 2016. Grand opening was December 2016. So two and two and a half years. Wow! That's
0: that's about right. It's a long time. Two and and a half three
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. From like
3: just the idea permits. Uh, Yeah.
1: We've heard horror stories. Yeah. About.
3: It's horrific. That's the city, why. Yeah. The all the, c- the city delays uh oh, permits. Geez.
0: Yeah, everything yeah. you've got to have. Yeah. Cuz I don't think the city was ready for what was about to embark on them as far as breweries, distilleries, wineries wanting to do their own thing. Mm-mm. And they were like, "Oh shit. We don't have a process. We don't no. have the paperwork we need, to we need to figure out how, sorry city of Austin we can make money off of this one and two regulate it." Yeah. And then it out and now, it's, it's a booming industry. It's here, definitely
3: I think. a lot, yeah. Also, you know, Austin doesn't have, ha- has never been known as a manufacturing town, no, you know. So, like, if you think of like Denver, for example, or, or like any town in the northeast, you know, where there's like a there have been big old empty warehouses for you know decades, if not over a century, you know, then it's easy for a I shouldn't say it's easy. It's never easy. Right. Um, it's easier, more feasible to say, like, oh, that building, which has, you know, 20-foot ceilings and is built of brick and has, you know, a ton of electrical power feeding into the building, that's a good place to start a brewery. That, that's true. But here in Austin, since we yeah. haven't had that long-standing industrial base, uh, it's really, it's a lot harder to come by. Sure. So.
0: Yeah. Well glad they're coming about it I mean it definitely gives people who live south now a place to go yeah not Trudy's or (laughs) a bar where it has a restaurant we have to wait 50 minutes for a table and you actually can go and hang out and give a family bring your family and still be able to enjoy good beer yeah I think it works I think it's really smart and innovative and
3: at least for, for places like us it's the same with like you know restaurants and things like that aggregation, like if all similar businesses stay close to each other, if it's kind of like clumped together, that usually means uh, mutual success. Sure. And so a lot of times people think that it is like, uh, oh, they're competitor's right next door. But that's not typically what happens. Um, you know, in this town, we'll even see like there's a spot up north, north of 183, where it's like Beer Works, Circle, yep. Adelbert's, uh, Fourth Tap, Fairweather Cider, yeah. uh, You know, what do
0: they call that district The where, like, there's so many. Oh, (laughs) like the
3: Burnett Corridor or something something like that. Yeah, Yeah. Burnett Corridor (laughs) Warehouse. Little
0: cool, little med-like area. No Burn. Yeah. North of North Burnett. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um,
3: Yeah. So for us, it's fun. Like when customers here, especially they're coming like for the first time, they're like, "Oh, where else should we go?" That's like nearby, and it's like, oh. There's pint house right there. There's skull mechanics right there. ABGB super nearby. Independence is right there. Five, with, you know, like it's super easy. So,
0: yeah, and I will say I had never been here in at Saint Elmo until a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We were down at the Austin Monterey for their crawfish bowl they have. Oh yeah, pinch. And then we, of course, Blanco Robust had done a podcast with still Austin whiskey, mm-hmm. still whiskey. So then I was like, so we stopped there and then we trickled down here. So I do think it is a collaborative. We we like one after the other and it was great. And we came down here and we were like, we should, we need to eat again because clearly (laughs) clearly the crawfish was not enough two hours ago.
3: Yeah, we feed off each other. Yeah, I
0: agree that it's a family unit here and not so much competitiveness. Mm -hmm. Most people would maybe think it would be in a business aspect of it, so it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, family definitely is important for sure. So.
3: Who did you talk to at still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to shine the spotlight. And I edit
1: that part out. It's it a minute. It has. We've actually been on
0: hiatus for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ross at the Ross, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, at, awesome, at awesome Yeah. Um. She is one of the owners. Blonde.
3: Oh, yeah. Lisa. Lisa.
0: Lisa. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um. The redhead who runs the distillery, like, runs the tasting room. Oh,
3: okay. Oh,
0: my gosh. Mike, you have to edit a, this part. A, yeah,
3: it's okay. You have to Cassidy.
0: Tweet. Cassidy. Cassidy. yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because everybody, see, everybody in this industry everybody knows, knows each, other. each other, and it's yeah. great. I mean, it's really impressive. I don't know if you actually have to have that going into this, or if you just... By a social proxy, you know? Yeah.
3: What? I mean, obviously, it's a help, but right. uh, things kind of fall into place, yes. you know, that's what happens. Yeah. So, people who, uh, you know, we have some of our original staff, actually, a decent amount of our original staff that we hired to open, they still work here. And whether, cool. or, yeah, it, yeah, we're proud of it. And whether or not they were bartenders or worked at another brewery before, you know. Well, now they have this reputation that they do work here and people, you know, people people say, "Hey, you know, when they're out at other bars or other breweries and stuff." So Are there any oh. ever any hard
1: feelings when your co-workers become your competitors?
3: <laughs> um, no, I don't you know. think so. Yeah. No. No. The I mean drama. No, that's, that's I don't awesome. think that I don't even think that's happened. You know, to be honest, it's uh since the beer business, especially here in Austin, it's so collegial. We're, we're mostly friends with each other. Uh, so it's kind of just like, you know, we, we have people that work at other breweries at the same time. Yeah. So uh, we at least... Um, one uh, uh, one of our bartenders is, had worked at Blue Owl um, and does tours at uh, Jester King. Um, and so, you know, that's fun. That's yeah. you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have any yeah. egos in <laughs> check there. I'm not really worried <laughs> about it. So, well, mainly everyone we talk to has come
1: from like either like a Black Star or mm-hmm. Austin Beer Works, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from another bigger, you know, major mm-hmm. uh, brewery. I'm just always wondering, uh, like, hey, we're gonna start a brewery. Thanks for the. Get out Yeah. Yeah, is good there learned here? Yeah. Leave that equipment. Right.
3: But that's <laughs> what
2: you want. Yeah. Yeah. Good business. Good for everybody.
3: Definitely. It's growing. I mean that's what we think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if we if we go bankrupt all of a sudden because other people stole our ideas then <laughs> I'd be talking a different story, but <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, uh the, there's like There are certain towns throughout the country that are known for this, this, the longer standing beer culture, as people would talk about. I hate, I hate using those terms sometimes because it sounds very like, I don't know, like, yeah, like I'm an anthropologist and I, I, we're going going out in the field and we're studying (laughs) the beer culture, you know, like people just getting drunk at breweries, you know? But they, there's like, you know, Denver and Portland, Oregon and San Diego and, you know, uh, Boston and uh, and Austin is, has kind of become another place, at least I think, you know, obviously. Uh,
0: <laughs> I agree. I think it's one of the top cities time. of brewing and being able to compete with big cities that are already brewing. I
3: think yeah. it's, it
0: can stand on its own two feet.
3: For sure. In yeah. a
0: short amount of time. Mm-hmm. so
3: yeah, because like brew pubs were legalized in I think it was ninety two or ninety three so in a very short period of time, comparatively it's kind of right. the the beer culture is really right? is really developed yeah.
0: so let's talk about your beer what, mm-hmm. what do we have on tap? Is it a constant change?
3: yeah, it is a constant change you know we we're got very, very short attention span so we try to keep it changing all the, all the time um, you guys have the, ma- the four main ones we have right? the four main ru- ones yeah exactly so that's that was something that we kind of wanted to do from the start you know that's a normal thing that, that companies do they've got like a flagship line or whatever right their core beers, and then they can branch off and do other stuff. But because uh, our original goal was to sell everything that we made on site, we always had it in our head that we would be constantly rotating everything. Oh. Um So, the original, actually, we started with three core beers like that we would only have at any given time. And that was Carl the Kolsch, Chico the Pale Ale, and Angus the Stout. So we still have those, but then we decided to add an IPA because everybody loves IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) Although interestingly, you you two, (laughs) interestingly, you two are are doing uh, sour and and pilsner. So that's that's a neat.
0: Yeah, I just For sure. got into Sour's, I guess, what, two I'm years ago? Never. No. Do you I like that one? It. Oh, I love it. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm that like, one's... trying to pace myself. Okay, I'd like, have that one sucked down if we weren't recording.
3: And so. it's low ABV, so it don't is. don't worry about... It is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have another let's, Yeah, you yeah, can have another one. Let's keep it
0: going, Sal. That's probably
3: one of the most um, anticipated beers that we release every year. It's really beer.
0: good. It's not tart. It's not hard where you're, like, clenching the back of your jaw. Oh, yeah. So it's very... No vinegar. It's rolling off the palate very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Very, cool. very, very good. Very cool. Yeah. I'm glad you like oh, it. I love it. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, I like how you guys don't focus, like,
3: on one particular type of
0: beer. You
1: kind of have just a little
3: bit of everything. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's... I think that was another thing that when we were uh, kind of developing the business plan and then starting to talk openly about doing this and then actually started building it out. The common question would be like, you know, so what's your shtick or what's what what kind of a brewery is it gonna be in? They want to put you in a box. They want to put you in a box immediately, right. yeah, which is you know, it's it's a normal tendency. You know, it's something that we all do is try to categorize things. It makes it easier to understand. Um, but our pushback Uh, against that was always kind of uh, we do all the beer you know what do you what do you like we do it we do it all obviously there's a there's a limit sometimes to what you actually can do all the time uh you know um we pride ourselves in running a really clean brewery um not clean like oh it looks clean but clean like we're we're really really diligent about making sure things don't get contaminated or anything like that. That's
2: important.
3: Yeah, super important. So, obviously, that means that we're not doing any wild fermented beers here. But we also were saying never say never, you know. So, that doesn't mean that we'll never do wild fermented beers. It might be something that we do in the future. But at this moment, we're, we keep everything relatively clean in terms of fermentation. Yeah. So, um, But... Again, what we have on the menu right now, you know, we have everything from a double IPA that we just tapped today. That's Jeff. Uh, and then you're drinking Rosa, which is a kettle-soured uh, raspberry. It's delicious. Uh, fruited sour. Um, and then, of course, you've got Vaughn, which is a, uh, a German-style uh, pilsner. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's a beer that was lagered. I think that one was lagered for s- um, six weeks. It Yes, <laughs> it's Coming yet again. From the
0: person who does not norm, she's not a beer drinker. Not much have, of a beer drinker. She's come about. Yeah, yeah she's come around. Like about, um, how to pace myself. Definitely. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, cool. This this one's designed to like put away a couple of them, you yeah. know. Yeah. So.
0: What's the ABV on this one? That the one's four point
3: eight. Oh, nice. So again, it's you know it's. Filtered, it's crisp. You can see through it. It's Supposed to have like a nice little hop spiciness mm-hmm. on it, but I uh, have a taste of this. It is definitely like
0: talking
3: it up, as we say uh, in the biz. It's supposed to be super crushable. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: crush it. Crush oh, yeah, I, it. Crush those crush those. I yeah. could crush a minute. You crush those. that would probably be a good marathon beer yeah. for me. Oh yeah, yeah. day drinker, mm-hmm. night drinker, morning.
3: Yeah, and drinker. that one's. Like, I think we just put that one out last week, too, so. That's the other thing about beer is it's best drunk when fresh. Mm-hmm. As, you oh, know, absolutely. Yeah, so that's also cool because we have two other, relatively, wine can vary, you know. Um, but we've got a winery and a, and a whiskey distillery, which I would say tend to be beverages that you think of as better or best when aged, whereas beer usually is something that you want to drink it. The the further from the source it goes, the higher likelihood that it's gonna go stale. The flavors are gonna diminish, and so, again, getting back to the like, we wanted to sell everything on site, um, and so that's what the, the, the pinnacle goal was, and and we do a pretty good job of that. So,
1: excellent. Yeah, you seem to know a lot about beer. What did you do before, or have you always been here?
3: Um, well, I learned a lot about beer in college.
1: <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Late at night, uh,
3: <laughs> and at some frat parties. No, um, actually, uh, let's see, before this, I was just telling you guys I, I worked in the legal, legal world. I was in a nonprofit uh, agency for victims of domestic violence, so I think actually I would drink beer after work <laughs> to help cope with yeah, that. Sure. Okay. Um, but I was so I was a home brewer and living in I was living in New York City at the time and I've always been kind of like a tinkerer just somebody who's like really interested in taking things apart much to the chagrin of my mom Um, yeah I'm sorry about the camera when I was eight (laughs) but uh, yeah and so I just like learning how things are built and stuff and so you know and I like beer you know I, I would drink beer I kind of like after I graduated college, would you know stop by the liquor store and just like pick up a new six pack just to try it. So doing that a couple times, you're like, oh, you know what? I should learn about how it's made, and that makes it easy to then justify spending I don't know it was like three hundred dollars, which seemed like a ton of money at the time, uh, on like a homebrew kit. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I, I, me, and some friends in New York kind of would homebrew weekday evenings or on the weekends, and and that got into like going to beer events around New York City or visiting breweries. At that time, New York had like only two breweries, three breweries in, in the city of the almost city. nine yeah. million people, and there were like three breweries. You know?
2: Wow.
3: Nowadays, they have a lot more, but uh, so I'd visit the local breweries, and then we'd go further afield into like, you know, upstate New York and Massachusetts and Vermont and Visit breweries there, and it's just every time you did that, especially doing working at a job that didn't maybe didn't feel so creatively fulfilling. It was like, oh wow, this would be something so cool—the <laughs> dream everybody has. Right. Um. So, uh, so actually, after working at the nonprofit legal place, I um, I started working at the Brooklyn Brewery. I got a job there. So it's a big brewery in. Brooklyn, as the name suggests.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, so then
3: That's I cool. yeah so then I worked there, which was like you know dream come true. It was, and it was a really great experience. And uh, I was doing like logistics for uh, for their international uh, sales. Uh, so wow. Brooklyn. little
2: okay. background.
3: Wow. Yeah, so Brooklyn would send beer all over the world. It would they go to Sweden, Norway, uh, Denmark, the U.K., Germany, um, Italy. Uh, Spain. Uh, we had a few shipments go to Russia, Japan, Brazil.
2: Wow. Yeah, no all sorts, ser- all
3: sorts of Canada, it oh. can- you know, all the way to Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of like I learned more about the business of, the, of like the beer world, you know, beer industry, um, rather than like making it. So,
0: yeah. which is good to have. It's it is married,
3: right? definitely good to have. That's right. yeah.
0: You gotta have a business. Effect, to know right? how to make the beer. Yeah, yeah. Delicious. We all
3: like drinking it. <laughs> we can all. I yeah, can. I can, can learn can that it, at home easily. Yeah. So what
1: brought you to Austin? Uh,
3: that was just kind of a big old change of pace, just change of scenery, really. Um, I I grew up in the Northeast. I'm from New Jersey, which is the best state in the country. Uh,
0: uh-huh. Tim, I'm sorry, but I have to, <laughs> beg you to differ on that. <laughs> I love you, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think so. Oh,
3: that's so weird that you don't agree. That's, I've, this has never happened before. A
0: person from Texas. Usually,
3: usually, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to have to No, I, 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 interject. I decided to start saying that once I moved here. I was like, oh, I think that'd be funny to tell Texans about it. <laughs> that is
0: a good, that's pretty good. I mean, you got me.
3: No, actually, so the other joke that I would talk is it's like, oh, what brought you to Texas? And I was like, well, it was a change of scenery. And my wife and I were living in New York. And we needed to find a place that had just as many assholes as New York City, so we moved to Texas, so. Now that I, I agree
1: with Yeah, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, again. L.A. was a close second. I'm <laughs> not from Texas. Not
3: I'm just kidding. i just liked I just like to...
2: Uh,
3: You're a razzer, um, just like uh, to... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some Ooh. people... It's funny how there's some people that are like, are you serious? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not serious. That's, I moved here for a reason. I like it. Right? I'm like,
0: take it Yeah. Here, have a pint. Yeah,
3: exactly. I'm on the same team here, buddy. Right, um,
0: exactly.
3: Yeah, no, it was just a change of... I, you know, as everybody knows New York is... I, I'm a... a defender of new york it's the best city in the in the world it's like you know you can find any kind of food any hour of the day it's like really really awesome but of course that comes at a price and it's it can be very difficult to figure out how to live the most comfortable most optimal kind of life in that city sure you know if you can manage to do it then then yeah you you have a coveted life, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's wonderful. But, um, you know, my wife was a, uh, a photographer and uh, was working mostly as a freelancer. Um, and it's cutthroat. So, uh, you know, and I, I was doing, I was having fun working at Brooklyn, but, you know, it was like, hey, let's let's try something new, you know, before we have kids and we get kind of, to, you know, create this whole new life where it kind of feels hard to change You know, move to a different place or or change something about the way that you're living, and so we moved down here, kind of, you know, like completely uprooted. Don't have family, don't have, didn't have friends, um, and you know, did not like seek jobs out to secure our place before we moved here. Kind of just like packed up the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are where'd you move from?
1: I moved
3: from North Carolina. Oh wow. No no job process. I had one
1: friend here. One friend, yeah. One friend that I had met at a party five years before. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Everything that I could put in my car. Yeah. Yeah. And she did it. So I understand. Yeah. I think a lot of people in Austin understand she's on Austin is not full of Austinites anymore. No. No, no. (laughs) No. I mean how long have you been
2: here?
3: Uh, moved in December twenty eleven. Uh, wow. So, okay. almost almost seven like, years. So yeah, yeah, I've lived here longer than in New York, you know. so yeah. So, yeah. And that's the other thing is, like, you know, uh, we moved here and, you know, both found jobs relatively quickly um, and kind of developed, like, a social network relatively quickly. People here are very open. Yes. Uh, super friendly.
1: Especially in this industry, yeah so easy to, like, sit down and talk to someone. Yeah. Just, like, everybody's so friendly
3: and yeah.
1: everybody knows each other. It's yeah. It's like a little community
3: within... Yeah. When, you, yeah. when you move to a place that is, like, known for a quality of life, you know, like, you know, how many years, decades has it been now that Austin's known as kind of, like, a little bit more of a laid-back town compared um, to the rest of Texas, um, and that is, like that's what makes it easy for people to move sure. here and to find friends and you know develop communities and yeah. and uh build their own businesses or whatever it is you know and so that's that's really you know it, after um my wife and I had our first child our only child so there's no more on the way <laughs> yeah.
0: Surprise! May, 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 maybe so cool. someday but not not at the moment. She's like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> she hears this.
3: No, but after we, we had our kid, it was like, you know, we'll, we'll you know, it's easier to, to raise a child when you've got, like, your family nearby and we don't have family nearby. So we kind of, like, threw around the idea of moving back to New York, New Jersey, Maryland. That's where my wife's from. You know, but since he was born, like, we bought a house. You know, She she's grown her own business into a successful business. Uh, you know photography business yeah, right and on. this has started so now it's like oh no this is, this this is this like is this is home yeah. this is this is where we live for for now really yeah
2: different
1: are going to I can't necessarily uproot no no that would be yeah
3: Whew. that makes me nervous <laughs> Just thinking <laughs> yeah. about it Tim's like <laughs> i need
0: another glass of water <laughs> yeah.
3: so yeah so it's been almost seven years and it's, yeah, it's tons of fun. Cool. It's really cool. Do you
0: remember your first brew? Your very first homebrew. Homebrew. Do you remember? Yes. And your first brew here. Here, yeah, yeah. 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 So
3: let's do some. <laughs> the first homebrew was, uh, I, we bought this, um, my friends and I bought this homebrew kit from like this tiny company. This was in 2007, so it was like, I, I don't know. It's just, The internet was different back then. Um, So, like, you had to, like, research where to find, like, (laughs) homebrew equipment and stuff. And so we sourced it from this company in, like, Washington State or something like that. And then we got this homebrew kit with it. Um, And it was just, it was a stout. And I remember, this is what's really fun about homebrewing, is that um, there's a book that almost every homebrewer gets, like, right when they get it. It's called The Joy, The Complete Joy of Homebrew.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which...
3: And the the constant refrain in there is, relax, don't worry, have a homebrew, right? Um, And so I remember first reading the book before we actually brewed the beer, and I was like, why the hell does this guy keep saying this? (laughs) Like, what is this? And so the the reason why he's... It's written by Charlie Papazian. The reason why Charlie wrote it that way was because it's like, hey, man, you're just making beer. Like, just have fun. It's not that (laughs) serious. It's not that serious, no. Yeah, exactly. You're not...
0: It's going to boil over. It's going to ruin your stove. Yep. It's going to you're going to clean it up. It's yes. going to stink your house up. <laughs> yep. And you're going to It's like, okay,
3: it's, it's probably not going to taste good the first time.
0: <laughs> going to be a lot of sediment than the bottom. Yeah. Box. But you're going to drink it. But here. you're going to drink it. <laughs> what did you try first? Yeah.
3: And so it was it was a stout and I remember reading in the recipe it was like if you want to boost the alcohol add brown sugar and so my friends and I were like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like through yeah but it was actually it was it was really good this is you know when you start home brewing, a stout is almost always the best thing that you want to start with because if it's dark it's like it's gonna hide all sorts of really not so good flavors so I just remember being like oh my god it worked and it tastes good (laughs) and like success yeah and like us like just saving our beer bottles to bottle at home and like thinking like oh my gosh we could and that's the, that first brew that everybody does. I wouldn't be surprised. It's probably, probably going to be like 99% of people that do that are like, holy shit, I could sell this and like, make money. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. Or at least, at least, I don't have to go to the, to the grocery store or liquor store to buy a case of beer or something. And that's yep. what's always I fun. Remember. So, Yeah, so it was, a, it was a great experience, and that's why we kept on doing it. And, um yeah, and we did it mostly at my one friend's apartment in Brooklyn, and it was. This is in New York, you know. Most buildings, the, the, most buildings are really old, so there's no air conditioning, and we're and and they're small. Obviously, New York is tiny, tiny apartments, and so it's like three guys, standing over a, a very small. Actually, this was really funny. The stove was so small, that we would put the the pot over all four burners.
2: <laughs>
3: so we'd be in a small kitchen with all four burners lit up and we'd just be like Pour sweating, sweat. sweating so much. And uh, and we just loved it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first homebrew. The first brew we did here, oddly enough, was also a stout. It was Angus. Um, and it was really funny. I, I actually wasn't here for it. My sister was getting married and uh, so I was... At the wedding, uh, but Brian, my partner was brewing it, uh, and uh, you know it was the first time brewing on the on the brand new brew system here uh, and he did such a, we got such good efficiency from uh, the mash that we actually ended up with um, we filled the kettle like pr- pretty much all the way that wasn't that wasn't really. That's, that's a thing that we could do and we can expect to do nowadays it's pretty easy but when Brian after the beer had fermented and Brian was transferring it into one of our serving tanks in the cold room he totally forgot that the beer was like the, the total volume was greater than the what was in the serving tank so he was transferring and kind of not really paying attention and then all of a sudden beer starts spraying out the top like Oh, no! <laughs> it's like a dream of Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you're
1: like...
2: The hills are on the
3: And that's a fun thing too, is that like, even in a professional setting with like, you know, <laughs> your professional experience and stuff, you still make stupid mistakes like that, so. <laughs> Anyway. So what are some of your local favorites? besides
1: uh, mm. um, What other locals do
2: you
3: guys enjoy? Um, well, having been at Beer Works, I, I love most of what they do. Actually, they've got a really cool, I don't know if you've seen this, but they've got this new bottling thing that they've started to do. Uh, so it's like a brewery that kind of started to build their reputation on just canning. And now they're actually bottling, which is a neat little left turn that they took. And uh, But all the beers are really interesting. They're mostly barrel, I think, if not entirely barrel-aged, and I do have some wild fermentation. Uh, which again, they're known. At least I know them, having worked there and liking their product. They're known again as a clean brewery, like really good loggers. They they won gold medals for their loggers. Right. You know, uh, you know, kind of very hoppy, uh, uh, really good IPAs. And so for this to them to be working on this project, it's really. It's really unique, and of course their branding is like, I don't know, it's probably second to none, like nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did such a good job. Um, Live Oak is a great brewery. Um, hard to beat Live Oak Hefeweizen. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time I drank that beer here in Austin, and I was just like, it tastes like, like, drinking it, I was like, it tastes like... I'm at a beer garden in Munich, like like I'm <laughs> yeah, in Germany. Yeah, it's
0: pretty good. I, it's a go-to for a lot of people mm-hmm. looking for a heady.
3: Their beer garden is so cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's I mean the ABGB is is always phenomenal. Again, yeah. another like gold medal gold medal winning brewery that does like I, they the way that they make beers is. Probably for us, it's the most inspirational, just because they, like, yeah, it's, this is, like, kind of, like, you know, you hear, especially comedians talk about, like, other comedians, and they're, like, oh, that guy's a comedian's comedian, Mm -hmm. which is probably to say that he or she might not be the most popular, but they have a comedic style that is, like, respectable in the community or whatever, and kind of the flip side to that for the ABGB is that they... They're always crowded, so they're really popular. But they also, they just nail it every time. I don't know how they, uh, yeah, I just don't know how they were able to score uh, three years in a row at the Great American Beer Festival. They won best, uh, brew, you know, it was a large brew pub or large brew pub of the year. So, like, three years running, it's just like, you know, once, maybe they're lucky two times you're like oh okay there's some consistency here but then the third time that they win it, won it which is this past fall it's like either they're yeah. legitimately really good at what they do yeah. which I believe or they're paying people off like, you're
2: like, oh, shit. All right.
3: yeah exactly yeah. so and having people like that just like again with talking about like the beer culture as snooty as it sounds that just like you know it's Nice to be—it's almost like having a bigger brother who's like really good at football or basketball. Where you're like, yeah, these, that's my brother. You know, he's, that's what the ABGB is for us. Yeah. It's like you know. And
0: I think it pushes everybody. I think it sets a bar, and you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll try to exceed that, but let's maybe up something or see yeah. what we can do to be yeah. on the same level. I definitely. Yeah, I
3: would. I would agree on that. Yeah. One, Excellent. Yeah. Out of all your beers. Do you- have uh, a favorite
0: or is it like picking your favorite child? Only having one child. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's an like easy me. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, Carl probably has to be the favorite. Is that like your baby? That's like, the, the baby. Yeah. 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 Oh, Carl. That's, that's the one we distribute around town most. That's the, like, you know, if people haven't visited here before, then it's like, you know, you should start with a Carl. Or otherwise, tell me what you're into, and then I'll go steer you whatever direction you go. But
0: where can everybody find Carl?
3: Carl in town. Yeah, we're we kind of the accounts vary from I don't know, it's like 28 to 35 or so accounts. We might even be closer to 40 now. But wow. Um, yeah, you'll find it at a bunch of different places. You'll find it at the Whip Inn, at both Pint House Pizzas. Uh, actually, we even brought it up to the Pint House in uh, Round Roth. Uh, so it's gone up there. It's out at Jester King sometimes. Uh, uh, our top accounts usually are like Radio Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cosmic Coffee does really good. I mean, these are two places that are like we can walk there from here. Um, uh, Easy Tiger, both locations. Yep. Uh, the Draft House Pub. Uh, we're at Irene's downtown. Um, we we actually. Uh, we were in touch with like one of, one of the Hyatts, so like they're looking to put it in their hotel bar, which oh, is something nice. that's, that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it kind of it, it does get around, uh, which is you know, it's cool because that hopefully leads people to say, oh, this is made here. Oh, let me see where they you know where they made it, and if they come here, then. Maybe they get a Carl. Maybe they get a Rosa or a Cavalier or like you know, or buy a bottle of some of our barrel aged stuff. So, are
1: you guys thinking about canning?
3: We so we have done small canning runs. Uh, we've done it uh, three on three different occasions. So we did a graph, which is a beer cider uh, hybrid. Oh yeah, that's
0: cool.
3: Yeah, we did that last summer. We did it with Fairweather Cider. We're we're friends with. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah, yep. they're, they're, we interviewed they're them last season Nice, yeah, they're great homies
0: guys. Yeah,
3: <laughs> They're a lot of fun <laughs> to talk to They are
0: a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, they're great Uber guys
3: Yeah, so uh, we did a collaboration with them We're, um, And that was a lot of fun It was really cool Again, because, you know They like to have a lot of fun So it's great to do work with them Sure uh, And then um, we did a fresh hop beer uh, which is, um, can be hard to come by. So you have to be kind of send the inquiries at the right time to the hop farmers up in uh, Oregon or Washington State. Um, and hopefully, you get allotted a certain amount of, of fresh hops. So these are hops that are you know, picked, and they don't get. Pre- Usually, when, when you buy hops, you buy a preserved version of them, right? So they, they're, for the most part, they're pelletized which means that they're dried,
2: right. kilned sometimes
3: a little bit, and then ground up and then compacted into pellets for use, as you know, right. as, homebrew, as you know. Um, but this is just literally hops picked straight off the vine, straight from the field. They got put into a box, no packing material. That's crazy! Not even in a, in a plastic bag or anything like that. And so they get overnight freighted here, and we pick them up from the uh, airport.
0: From your or, connection at the airport?
3: Like exactly. A secret Just, connection yeah, our, around. yeah, exactly. Drive around back. <laughs> the French connection. <laughs> yeah, so we did a fresh hop beer that we canned. That one was fun. And then this past, uh, at the end of the year, in December, we did a Brut IPA, which was called Champ. And that was uh, our third canning. So we plan on, on continuing that, offering, That's cool, offering yeah. more. Uh, yeah, so we work with American Canning. Uh, and they are, they're a really great local company that does the majority of the work for us, which is like such a lifesaver. So, yeah,
0: anyway. that's a lot of more equipment to have. More, I mean, it's yeah. a lot to can your own beer and yes. bring that process in. I can remember when. Oh. Um,
3: there so actually Thirsty
0: Planet was in the process of doing that and they were like, "Oh, uh, well, we don't really know." Do you want see... to turn the machine on? Yeah. So yeah. Cuz that's when they were way out Oqu- like they were way, they weren't even in the city limits.
3: How do you clean this it's thing? Crazy. Yeah. This, do you want to see a a good picture speaking of canning? Yes. So this is uh a me as a as a professional brewer here, and this is one of the mistakes, one of the many mistakes I made at Austin Beer Works. But this was at at Beer Works. This was <gasps> this was three pallets of cans that I accidentally knocked over. Oh wow! How oh. many? Oh, how many? What? How
0: many
3: cans? Was that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I used to know these numbers oh my God. like <laughs> they they Guys, stack. Guys, pallets and,
0: to tell you what this looks like. There are cans. They're, it's like you picking an orange at the produce section. and... <laughs> okay.
3: 500 of them, hit the floor. Yeah, just do one of those... (laughs) Yeah, I was like, do one of those uh, forklift blooper videos on (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, and this, I remember... I was by myself when this happened. I was just moving these pallets around, and so I was running the forklift, and uh, I had lifted the pallets up, and I didn't lift them high enough, and there was, like, this little imperfection on the floor, on the concrete floor, where there was, like, a certain area wasn't quite level. So as I was going, the pallet just grabbed the the part of the floor that was uneven. And I slammed on the brakes because it made a loud noise. I slammed on the brakes with the forklift and it literally was like slow motion. And these, you know, this is probably, I don't know, it's like 23, 24 feet tall. And it just slowly was like and you just stood there. I just sat there and I was like, No, no!
2: It was.
0: And then you're like, okay. can't yeah. beep, beep. Like yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Oh man. I I you break I it,
1: you buy I'm
3: it. very fortunate that the, the so many other coworkers helped me to clean a lot of that up. Yeah. It was oh god, Team, it was horrible. Teamwork. Yeah. Luckily Team they teamwork. weren't filled. If they were filled, that would have been a lot <laughs> worse. Yes. But.
1: Yes. So besides not to be over three pallets of cans. Do you have
3: any other advice for any newcomers or anybody that's thinking about getting into this business? Like wanting to start the bu- their own business? Uh, it is not hard to run your own brewery and hire people and find the right people and make beer that wins awards. It's the easiest thing in the world, so just go and do it.
0: Just, yeah. I was thinking, wow, Tim, that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say that. Most people are like, don't do it. <laughs> It's really hard.
3: No, I think the one thing I will say is like, you know, I, there's a quote from Quincy Jones, the uh, musician, record yeah. producer, you know, overall
2: guy. Jones yes, exactly. exactly. Rashida there Jones. Yes,
3: dad. Like who? Yeah. Um, he. Uh, he he has got this quote. It's really interesting, and it's because he started off his career as a jazz musician, and he loved playing. I think he was a trumpet player, and he like—he got the like in the '50s. He got the opportunity to like tour um, like Europe and South America, playing jazz trumpet for like a bunch of like the jazz greats, and he was like loving it and having a great time. Um, and he did that like for a few years. Uh, And when he came back from doing that, he was like, man, I am broke. Like, I don't have any money. I'm working really hard. And he said, that's when he realized, and this is the quote, that there is a difference between playing music and the music business. So music is one thing. The music business is something completely different. And I think the same goes for anything that you develop a passion for or anything that you're creative about and you want to try starting something new you know it's one thing to think of like for beer for example how different flavors will go together how to you know create a new recipe or talk about beer in a unique way or package it in a unique way that that, that's all one thing but you know the nuts and bolts of most of what you do is you know filling out spreadsheets and uh getting uh, toner for your printer because it's spilled all <laughs> over the place, you know. And uh, uh, last week our lights for some reason in our storage closet broke and uh, we couldn't find any merchandise in there because it was pitch black in there. So I repaired the lights, you know. Became and s- yeah, it became an electrician. He became an electrician, yeah. So these are all things that are like, you know, you, I, I think the difference between people who just like want to do just like you know, have a business or whatever. Um, if you're constantly relying on other people to solve these problems for you, those costs add up really quickly. And that's not to say that that you can't be successful doing it, but I at least think that you have to develop a, your own sense of resourcefulness. You know, and so like for Brian and me, that that came from working professionally at another brewery early on and kind of developing this sense of like. You know how to solve problems that arise, uh, because that's. I think you talk to any business owner, um, whether it's a small business or a big business or a family business or a corporation. Uh-huh. That it's like the people that are good at what they do can find those solutions relatively quickly. Yes, um,
2: I agree. Put
3: out fires. <laughs> Put out fires. That's yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and so that is like. That's something to keep in your mind. I grew up, my mom was a small business owner herself. Uh, she started uh, like daycare in the 70s. She started, she yes. opened, what'd you say? I said blessed her. Blessed her, yeah. Which is really interesting from my standpoint because I grew up with it. Just thinking like, oh yeah, my mom, you know, she built, like these nursery schools and stuff like that. But at the time it was kind of like a unique thing. Daycare wasn't a thing you know, in the 50s and 60s. and yeah. the 70s, when there were a lot more people entering the workforce, especially, uh, you know, women and who then became mothers, the need for uh, daycare grew. And so it was really interesting to see my mom develop her own business and be successful at it. She just sold the business like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Um, and so I grew up with her constantly doing the same thing, putting right. out fires, whether it was like you know, uh, d- literally doing wiring and repairing outlets at school or repainting the walls herself or making sure the teachers at the school weren't uh, killing each other <laughs> or killing the kids, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and so that was something that was like, you know, uh, yeah, she was, she was involved with almost every facet of the company all the time. So I think that's like, you know, I, I try to do that as well as much as possible. So. So yeah, if you're trying to start your own business, don't think that you can get away with avoiding certain catastrophes. Yeah. Right. It's always going to make
0: good beer. Yeah. You're not coming in at 11 and leaving at 2. No. <laughs> no, yes, no. That's not how that's going to work. No. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. Cool. And also like it. You should like, like what, what you're you doing. Do. Yeah, you I should agree. like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. I like
0: drinking beer. Hopefully this will it's I, segway into it's something It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you should like drinking beer. <laughs> oh, Tim, I like
0: drinking beer all the mm. time. <laughs> did,
1: um,
2: did I read correctly that you guys make soda, too? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. And yep.
3: sparkling water? We make, sp- yeah, we make sparkling water. And, uh, yeah, we make our own... Si- you can see those little... Uh, behind JT at the bar right there. But those, those bottles with the spouts. Yeah. So we just make syrups. And then we add them to the sparkling water. So it's an Italian-style sparkling water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which is neat. It allows us to experiment a little bit with certain flavors. We've got spicy mango on right now, which is... It's a really cool flavor. Yeah. And that's great, too, because, like, so many people walk in here and they're like, do you have non-alcoholic beer? And we're like, "Ah, no, you're at a beer brewery. So the soda helps. Soda helps with that, so... Yeah. Well,
0: it's cool you're giving an alternative choice. Most places don't do that. They'll be like, here's a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. here's hot water out of the igloo cooler <laughs> outside.
3: Yeah. That's Cheers. Been sitting out <laughs> there <laughs> for
0: yeah.
3: eight hours in the yeah. Texas heat. So good luck
0: with
1: that.
3: Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. So, what's
1: next for you guys? I know y'all have a trivia on Tuesdays and live music on Thursdays. Yeah.
3: We, that's, uh, that's actually the meeting that we just came from, was uh, working with uh, another um, company here in town just to, to kind of like develop a partnership or see how we can work together. In terms of like the actual thing that we're doing next, I don't, uh, we don't have, we try to do kind of like a big party once a month. So the next one, this, this month, aside from we did like a South By party, and that was uh, two weeks ago, um, that was a lot of fun. A bunch of bands came here and played. And cool. That was killer. The next one is this coming Sunday.
2: Oh, the, the
3: March 31st. <laughs> crawfish boil. Uh, which is tons of fun. Uh, which, me being a Yankee, uh, we, I never I never experienced Do you know that. How so. to eat crawfish I know how to I eat them nowadays. Either. Yeah. But yeah, when I moved here, I was like, these are like tiny lobsters. I don't know what the big deal <laughs> is.
2: <laughs> <the> head. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bastards oh, it's, yeah.
3: But it's cool Yeah, yeah. So uh, So it's a lot of fun In April Let's see I don't know if we have a big party, party. I think we've got We might even double down On a crawfish boil in April We haven't figured that one out May we do a Cinco de Mayo party Which we uh, Coincides with the release Of a light Mexican lager Called Ooh. Señor Bueno Fantastic Yes Super. Yes That one's fun Uh, And then in June, we're doing a uh, a luau. Uh, This will be the third year in a row that we did a luau. Again, coincides with the beer release. The beer is called Mahalo. So it's a pineapple pale ale. I
2: know.
1: Yeah, which is like the...
3: When we have these parties, by the way, the food truck is killer at changing around their menu Menu. to like... Yeah. Uh, so for the luau, they do like this really cool Hawaiian spam dish. So it's literally they're using spam with, yeah. with like uh, cool. grilled uh, pineapple and.
0: So instead so of roasting a whole pig in your backyard, you're using spam. We it. were doing <laughs> spam. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta yeah. It
3: up. We actually don't do it, dig the pit in the sand yeah. to let it roast for. I wish we could do that, but we don't do that. Um, yeah. So we have a bunch of parties, so everybody should keep Their eye on the Instagram feed and Facebook page, and um, we've got oh, in May, also, we're doing this really cool, uh, like social cycling ride. From uh, we're going to start from here, and then we're going to Cosmic Coffee, uh, Easy Tiger, um, Schultz's Garden, and then Better Half. Cool. Uh, so we'll be riding bikes around town and drinking Carl uh, at all these accounts that, that we go fun to. And
1: also like
3: You can always just meet us up here or at the last location. That works. You'll be like the
0: follow-up guy in the car with the two flags and the lights that go around. Yeah. (laughs) Follow-up guy. Yeah. The sweep. The sweeping van. Yeah. Yeah. Got to ride a bike, so there's that. Yeah.
3: So we're always trying to think of like new cool events to engage people here and elsewhere around town and stuff. So we're kind of working on honing that a little bit more, and then of course beer. Yeah. Just always beer. Always new beer. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got these two beers that came out today. Otis, Hazy IPA. Jeff, Double IPA. Um, and we've got uh, Via, which is our coffee cream ale. Um, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, which is... I would... I'll probably kind of bo- boost our own ego here and say it's one of the most unique beers in town when we when we release it. It's uh, it's light in color, but it's got a really strong coffee flavor to it. And that one, actually, a bunch of it, we're going to be barrel aging in rum barrels that we just got from Balcones earlier this week. What? Balcones whiskey. yeah Distillery out of, uh, out of Waco. Yeah, yeah. I know, we'll have
0: to try it before yeah, we leave here. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: arm. always... Yeah, I know. I wish we had on right now, but
1: it's time. you will be back. <laughs> um, you
2: guys also
3: have a pretty website. With some really nice merch. Yep, SaintamoBrewing We do uh, retail kegs to go. So if you need to buy beer for your your backyard party or uh, your own uh, crawfish boil, you know, just place an order online. Merchandise in the o- is online. We're probably going to be adding some more merchandise relatively soon. You guys which even is fun. Fill in cups. We sell cups <laughs> for the keg Get it all St. ElmoBruin.com <laughs> <laughs> Nice <laughs> Good promo yeah. guy right here
0: Absolutely yeah. And we'll put so much stuff on the website Our website um, Links You're cool with that Sure Yeah Spread yeah. it um, far and
3: wide Absolutely And you guys will be featured for this month Or April
1: Excellent
3: so We'll send it
0: to you
3: before you go Sweet If you want to work on it. Yeah. Sure
0: well, Tim, we appreciate you. Thank you and for letting having us. Yeah. How is our podcast in your brewery?
3: Of course. Thanks for coming. It was a good Good Friday yeah. afternoon thing yeah, to do here. I know.
0: You've sent me now into my weekend.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we yeah. wish, of
0: course, nothing but
3: the best for you guys. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Cheers, Thank Tim. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
3: Take care. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Tim. Thank you again to him over at St. Elmo and everyone for being nice enough to let us try some of their awesome beers. Um, If you want to be entered for the giveaway, the hashtag is hashtag Carl, C-A-R-L, St. Elmo, all one word. Um, And you'll be entered to win some goodies. Uh, You can see on the Facebook page what that actual gift is. Um, While you're there, check out our previous seasons on iTunes. See all the great interviews we had with people all around austin um we're also on stitcher and blinkoverbooze.com. so keep listening and we will be back next month with a brand new episode we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you soon cheers